We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. KC Laboratory. Sponsored by Emprise Bank. It's a live edition of the KC Laboratory presented by Emprise Bank. Emprise debit cards are contactless, secure, and faster than ever. So fast, they're giving the cheetah a run for his money. Emprise Bank, member FDIC, our partner in possible. So appreciative of them and all they've done here with us at KC Sports Network. If you are looking for a banking solution. They are absolutely the people you should be talking to. And I am excited to be talking to these two gentlemen in a very crazy day for all of us. Uh, first, find him on Twitter at Maddie underscore KCSN. Matthew Lane, you've had a lot of airtime here on KCSN today already. A little bit, but um, I, I guess what you were implying a, a second ago with that intro is that the Chiefs don't use Emprise Bank. Because they, oh, uh, they should. I, they should be better if they that did. That seemed like you, what you were implying, saying you know they couldn't keep up with the cheetahs' price. Okay, anyway, um, you came to me first, and I don't know how you did that when Craig is back this week for you know on the lab again this week, and to make his triumphant return. Look at this man; he is dressed up. Those of you listening aren't going to get this, but my guy Ooh. is dressed up for success right now. Mercy. Yeah, uh, it's been a week month year at the day job and came off of the day job big presentation today i found out about the tyree kill news about four hours after everybody else <laughs> so i'm a couple stages behind the you know the acceptance point of all of this so maybe i'll be some some sort of a proxy for some of you that are listening right now that haven't gotten to that acceptance phase so we'll get into that but yeah i'm I'm not quite to where some other people are. I'm still having to catch up and trying to wrap my head around the big news that Tyree Kill was traded to the Miami Dolphins today. <laughs> I went ahead and pulled my hood up, so Craig and I are on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum now. He's dressed with success, <laughs> and I'm in a short sleeve hoodie, so like this is perfect now. We got all the bases covered. I'm wearing uh. sweatpants right now. It feels like I'm part of a breakup. Uh, it's so funny. Like, I was the first one to hear about it. I was like sitting there just waiting. For Maddie, waiting for Craig to finally jump in. And uh, yeah, just finally getting to see, you know, different stages of raw reactions for all of us. Uh, it, it came fast and furious uh, today, all this news. You know, it started out, hey, you know, 
Uh, Tyreek Hill's been allowed to seek a trade. Uh, Drew Rosenhaus has been allowed to you know start working negotiating with a couple teams. There's already two finalists. It's the Dolphins and the Jets, and everything kind of gets just really quick from there. And by like noon, I think no, it was like eleven twenty. I think it was by eleven twenty uh, Kansas City time. Tyreek Hill was out the door uh, for five picks. Pick 29, pick 50, pick 121, I believe. Shout out Mac McMullen for tweeting out the details of the trade. I think it was pick 121 in this year's draft and then a future fourth and sixth in 2023. Um, and we'll we'll get into all of that here in a second. But first, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? You or someone you love falling into, into depression or struggling with anxiety can keep you from what you care about. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. There is broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash KCSN. That's BetterHelp.com slash KCSN. And join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Uh, so that's BetterHelp.com slash KCSN. All right. Well, help you I, out with your Tyree kill coping skills, right? There, there. you go. Better help. They're yeah. just that, that we might need to do that. So <laughs> Maddie, I want to go to you first. Just, I mean, I know you kind of had a chance to unleash your raw reactions. We haven't had a ton of time to talk this afternoon. I want to know your just kind of raw reactions when you saw the news went down that Tyreek Hill was going to be moved. I don't know if you, I think you saw it before the, the trade actually went down. But when you kind of saw that this was going down, what was your initial thought? Uh, it's hard, I think, to separate myself now from what it went through my mind right then. Right, like I there's a di I have a different feelings and thought process now than when I first saw it. I got you, buddy. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, no, no. See here, if Craig still has just straight raw reactions, let's let Craig go because like mine are pretty mellowed out now. I, I'm actually a lot more in the big picture stage of this uh, process right now. So let's just oh, let acceptance. Craig. Yeah, yeah, you guys are in the acceptance stage. I, it's unbelievable how much leverage Tyreek Hill had in this entire situation. That was kind of the thing where I'm sitting at right now. He and his agent Drew Rosenhaus clearly had the Chiefs over a barrel here. Um, Chiefs could have had Tyreek Hill play out the rest of his contract, could have franchise tagged him, traded him later, tried to sort out this situation at a different time, chose not to chose to trade him now we heard nothing but the chiefs and tyreek hill are very close to a deal they're very close to getting something done then the Devonte adams thing comes through who knows i, I, I want to get to that later about how much of an impact that actually had 
that happens. Now, all of a sudden, irreconcilable differences. Tyree kills on his way out of town. I just, it, it is unbelievable to me how much leverage the player had in this scenario. We see so often that teams have the leverage, teams have these guys, you know, kind of locked into things. This is one of those rare occasions where the Chiefs kind of did what Tyreek wanted to do here. And I mean, good for him. Not saying it's it's right or wrong either way. It's just very rare that that happens. The thing that I'm still so stuck on, why now? Why wasn't this two weeks ago? I mean, I do think that, yeah, Maddie, <laughs> go right ahead. Yeah, let's, oh, no, let's, let's go, buddy. Go, Maddie. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this Chiefs offseason, I think for all of us, has been a little bit perplexing. Um, Kent's gone through some major stages of anger. I stayed as calm as long as I possibly could have, but it finally erupted. Craig, up until last night, was holding on for dear life that there was something <laughs> big coming around the corner, and he was just telling us he's not going to get upset yet because he knows something's coming. Well, I think now that we got to this point, this feels kind of like the fi a final big step that kind of, I think, alludes to where they were going. So like just some thought processes of why it could be happening now. The Devontae Adams trade, right? So when Devontae Adams got going into trade talks, that was on Thursday, correct? Last Thursday? Does that Something sound like that. right? Sure. So it was before it was before Patrick Mahomes' bonus had to be converted. Like at that point in time, they that trade came before the Chiefs would have had to mess around with Patrick Mahomes' bonus. Like that's what I'm getting at. I wonder if at that time the Chiefs were still planning on maybe converting Mahomes' money. Maybe they were going to play a little bit more in free agency as of Devontae Adams' trade with the assumption that they are going to keep Tyree Kill. As soon as that trade gets announced, as soon as you see Devontae Adams' price tag, I mean, guess who's agent? Guess who's one of the really good agents at getting their guys paid? Mm -hmm. Drew Rosenhaus. Guess who he represents? Tyree Kill. The moment that trade went through, I wonder if the Chiefs just had to fully flip a switch to, hey, maybe we don't really know what we're going to be doing next year. We're going to lose our number one wide receiver on top of not having all these spots on defense figured out. Maybe it's time to try to push some of this cash down the road one more year, go through a little bit of a reset and figure out what's there. So they make the decision then, okay, we're not going to convert Mahomes' money. We're going to get enough cap relief by trading Tyreek Hill, like just running through a thought process, pay a little bit of Mahomes this year, you get cap relief for trading Tyreek Hill, and maybe the trade just lasted, maybe you know, working it out lasted a little longer than they thought. That's why they go out, they convert Joe Tooney's money because they have a couple signings. Austin Reader got signed in the middle of the Tyreek Hill signing, Ryder. by the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so they needed a little bit of money, so they go convert Tooney's signing bonus. I just This is my process, like the way things mm -hmm. have gone now, this is like my theory on what happened during this whole process. This doesn't explain what the Chiefs' plan was to start, but I just wonder if it was late into the process when they found out that Tyreek Hill might be asking for $30 million a year. I I think I think that's fair. I, I think that's entirely fair. And like that's kind of where my head's kind of you have something great. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. I want to counterpoint this. Oh. I, I want to counterpoint this. Devontae Adams bought a house in Vegas like four weeks ago. Tyreek Hill has I, a house in Miami. He's had hey, one there for a long time. Miami, he bought it two but, years ago. This has been this has been like two years ago. I know, years I know, but Devontae Adams just bought a house in Vegas. We know that the Green Bay Packers offered basically the same deal, and Devontae said, nah, peace out. I'm going to Vegas. Like that was that was part of this. If the Chiefs couldn't see in, you know, the radar here of what was going to happen in the free agent market, that Devontae Adams was going to get paid 
wide receiver one money. Like, I mean, think about that. It's not like this isn't the Christian Kirk thing. This isn't what we're talking about, where it kind of came out of left field. Devontae Adams getting paid as the top wide receiver should surprise absolutely no one. So if that deal measurably changed the way that the Chiefs were coming to the table from a negotiation standpoint or surprised them that it was as big as it was, that I've got a little bit of a problem with. Like, I mean, that that should be on the that should be on the horizon. Like people counter counterpoint. I have, Duke Hopkins' yeah, I, contract was seen as an outlier. They put sure. a lot of like extra weird years in there. Nobody got close. No one's been close to his deal. His average APY is 27. The next highest besides Adams was 20. So it's not like I think the Chiefs are probably looking at it like most people, as Rosenhaus and Tyree Kill included, 27 is not a real attainable number until it was. Counter, 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 counterpoint. <laughs> Chiefs offense? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, uh, let's go. I wrote that if, article a year early. <laughs> what if... <laughs> what if... Uh, what if Devontae, what if they anticipated Devontae Adams playing on the tag? And so what if there really wasn't a contract out there for them to to, to kind of navigate there? Didn't and, you know that before free agency that he wasn't going to, though? I mean, I mean, I they, don't know. I don't know. Did we they know more than we do? So like, I would assume that, yes, they had an idea that he was not going to play on the tag. I'm just saying, like, I've seen enough people that do cap stuff kind of refer to the new Hopkins contract as an outlier. Kind of like the Christian Kirk contract was considered an outlier by everybody. So, like, I don't think that was seen by a lot of people as real. And then here comes Vegas saying, no, 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 it's real. And then Tyree Kill is like, hey, why can't I get that money too? And clearly he could have. So like, just that would be my only thing I could say. Because I'm with you. It seems like the general planning, if they knew what Devontae Adams was going to make, was bad. But remember, we're like two weeks away from, or a week and a half away from everybody reporting how close this deal was, including people mm -hmm. on NFL Network are getting up there. Mm -hmm. And those guys aren't just guessing at that point in time. That mm -hmm. deal was quote unquote close. I just wonder if that Adams deal really did throw a little bit of a wrench into what was already a weird offseason plan. Yeah, I, I mean, there was too much smoke out there. And, you know, a lot of information from the Chiefs funnels through the national guys. That is something that seems pretty strategic with this organization. And so you hear, hey, the Tyreek Hill deal is close. I genuinely think, and maybe it's maybe it's a little Christian Kirk there. Maybe it's it might, that one might be part of it too. And everybody was mad at Trent Baalke for, for the deal he put out there. Maybe there's a little bit of that too is that, you know, it kind of just disrupted the market to a point where, you know, Drew Rosenhaus really kind of started walking back on where they were. I do think that they were, uh, I do feel like they were close. You know, I do think it was close to an extension. I do think something disrupted it potentially. So um, I don't know. I don't know where the breaking point occurred, um, but it's, it, it was pretty stunning. I did not expect to wake up this morning and this happened. You know, this this did kind of blindside, I think, about everybody. Um, oh, Jesse Wolfer saying Jeremy Fowler said on 610 that the deal was done until the Devontae Adams deal hit. No, so, see, I'm not, that could be just talk. That really could be talk. This could be a verbal agreement. And again, Drew Rosenhaus is very good at getting his guys money. Yes. I would be surprised if at any point in time he was going to let Tyreek Hill sign a deal before Devontae Adams, who was starting to hold out, got paid like he very much was going to wait for that now my now the entire pushback to all of that is do we think that the chiefs had no concept that tyree kill might not be on their team going forward oh do, yes 
Yes. I mean, he didn't want to restructure last year. Like, he flat out turned down a restructure last year. We spent all this season talking about how Tyreek Hill might be gone because he's clearly looking at the market and saying, hey, I can get more. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Do if we think- we, I don't know if we said that. I don't know if we went as far to say is that he went gone as much to say is like I that he was clearly unhappy with it. his contract because like last summer there was an interview. I, I can't remember. I, I think it might have been Fox four um, that had, you know, coverage of Tyreek kind of being very uh, wishy, not wishy watch, just not really wanting to talk contract didn't seem very satisfied with it. There were some like if you read between the tea leaves a little bit there and you, I mean, Maybe we should have been more concerned about all this than than we were. I don't know. I it just I mean, you you look back hindsight's twenty twenty right, but there was some signs there that maybe there was you know a little trouble in paradise when it came contractually. So um, maybe- take it to the field too. Do do we think there was some slight bit of you know um building frustration with a lot of the drops this year that were leading to interceptions? Like this was Tyree Kill's most mistake prone year. I'm not saying it's a knee jerk reaction. But you get into contract talks, and all of a sudden you have a receiver who probably had the most, like the worst set of drops you can have in almost NFL history. I mean, what he had three passes go off his hands and get picked off, right? Like that's about as bad as you can get for a drop. Like you sit down at a negotiation table, there's a chance that comes back up. There's a chance it comes back up that it was, hey, teams played too high, and guess what? You couldn't do anymore, whether it's his fault or not. At least you couldn't win per catch year. You couldn't win downfield. Just you know that stuff could play a role in negotiation tactics. And from Tyreek Hill's side, you say that's not my fault. They play too high, and you guys can't figure right. anything else out. Like mm-hmm. yeah, that's not on me. So I'm gonna go get paid for somewhere else. Somebody that wants to use me, how I can use it. I'm not saying it's his fault. I just there's maybe signs that point to this split isn't as bad as it seems on a knee jerk reaction. That's what I said. I've had all day, or not all day, but a good chunk of time now to process it. Not that it's good. The Chiefs will be worse because of it, but maybe there was a reason to anticipate something like this could happen based off field and on field last year. Now his value is probably at its max. Like if, if you're not seeing a path forward after this year, like if you're looking at it and you're like, well, our offer is just going to go down next year and he's clearly not going to take that, nor should he take that. So uh, it's value is at its max. My issue with all of this is just the timing of it. Like, would have been real nice to know that this team needed a wide receiver like two weeks ago when there were a lot of them on the market. There are still guys available. We can get into that if we want to make that logical transition. If there's we're like, off, there's like yeah. eight things we need to get into today. Honestly. I know, I know. There I is, mean, but I, I mean, just we're all this is cathartic for a little bit. I think it's a sure. little bit cathartic for all of us. This is just a you know, uh, mm-hmm. I think you know, I we could be up all night and if we're up all night we're gonna need some coffee and most coffee is dull stale and questionably sourced but it's easy to get stuck in a rut and drink what you always have instead of standing in front of all the options in your grocery store let trade coffee help you find something new to love trade has been featured by the new york times wired gq has delivered over five million bags of coffee and for our listeners right now, Trade Coffee is offering a total of $20 off your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.com slash KCSN. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. To get started, take their quiz at drinktrade.com slash KCSN and start your journey to your perfect cup. That's drinktrade.com slash KCSN for $20 off your first three bags. Okay, 
where do you where do you want to go here next? Because I have like set I'm, I'm I'm very excited about the draft capital. I'm very fascinated about the moves. I'm what? very fascinated about what big the picture. Will do with the like what, big picture. What do we think? Yeah, let's go. Do big it. picture. Do it. Mm-hmm. Let's okay. see. You start. I think, and I got into this a little bit earlier. It seems like the Chiefs are setting themselves up for a rebuild year. You can call it retooling. You can call it resetting. You can call it rebuilding. This is a team that actively chose not to attack some of the holes that they have, whether it's cap related, whether it's not the guys they wanted available related, whatever it may be, whether they're trying to reset, whatever it is, it seems like there is a resetting of the current core of the roster going on. I think losing Tyree kill almost drives a full stake into the fact that that's what they're doing they're changing over some of the core of what this team is going to be. And before the Tyree Kill news, it wasn't clear to me. It wasn't clear to me that that's what they're doing. I'm not saying I agree or disagree with it. Like I, we can go back to 2020 with the run it back stuff. Like I didn't like it, but I understood it. I think I finally now understand what the Chiefs are trying to do. They might take a step back this year and might have to compete based entirely on the back of Patrick Mahomes as if they haven't been doing that half the time anyway. But that might be their entire plan this year while they try to reset the core of this team to launch themselves into another four to five year window. My okay, so I've I've kind of thrown this theory. I don't know if we've done it on the show. I, you got I've thrown this that theory out a lot in the last month or two, and I don't know if we've talked about this on the show. But here's here's my only question to this, and this is where it kind of confused me. We can start getting the long term, but like we're saying, hey, we think that this trade came to be recently. This was not something that's been part of the plan for for extended period of time. It better so, not have been. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. So I feel like those are kind of opposing ideas. If if the plan, unless you think, unless you think, which I think is entirely feasible because I've been talking about like, this might be a mini reset year. This might be a year where they start kind of looking towards, you know, the, the, the second, you know, act of Patrick Mahomes career, which I, that's sad to say, but um, you know, do we think that these moves are independent of each other? Do you think that like, do you think that they were kind of looking to reset a little bit before this move? They were going to continue to pay Mahomes, but they were kind of kind of grit their teeth and deal with some issues and, and some inconsistencies and some youth in the draft and all that stuff. Do you think that this was the plan before the Tyreek Hill move? Yeah, I think, I think that this was going to be like 2018. I think it was going to be this offense is good enough to do things. The defense is on its last leg of what this core is. We're going to give it one more year, then fix a lot of stuff. And that came with the coaching staff change. And that could be part of it on the defensive side. Again, I don't know, but I think that was the plan going in. It was a smaller, obvious reset then because you still had the core of the offense. I think Tyreek Hill at his, his, his age, if he signs for, if he was willing to t- take a little bit less money, like just a little bit, he might still be a Kansas City Chief. Mm-hmm. And if that was the case, then like, you don't have to mess with the offense too much. He's still going to be young enough that that core of the offense can stay the same. It was only the defense. I think Hill forced his hand to where now the Chiefs, instead of just turning over the core of the defense, have to do a little bit of finagling on the offensive side. But I do think that was the plan the entire time, and that aligns with a lot of what the moves they made before and kind of with the Tyreek Hill move to make. I mean, yeah, that this didn't happen in a vacuum. Uh, There's obviously... that. This is one of the things that I've been saying with these guys kind of in our group chat for a while. It's there, there's a plan The Brett Veach didn't go into this, you know, flying by the seat of his pants, regardless of what some fans may think or what you think of the man. He's not just making these moves on a whim. That's not what's happening here. The chiefs offered 
Tyreek Hill a lot of money. They they offered him a big extension. He wanted more. And those were the irreconcilable differences there. So I I think I, I do think that maybe they looked at it and said, okay, here's the breaking point here. We can get the most value for Tyreek Hill that we can. We can move on. We can get a little younger. We're already a top-heavy team. Let's not perpetuate that a little bit more. Let's try and get by with some one-year's deals. We've got Juju Smith-Schuster. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is in town right now, a guy that can be a little bit of a vertical threat. There's a couple of guys that you can try and add and then try and build through the draft. Like you said, try and get that core together and look for the next steps. Because at a certain point in the Mahomes era, and I actually wrote about February 14th on the KCSN subject, you go back, I wrote an article set that said, is this the start of the second era of Patrick Mahomes? Oh. Guess what? It is. Um, it was even bigger than I maybe expected the transition was going to be. But I kind of wrote in that article, at a certain point, you are going to have to bite the bullet and you're going to have to transition. The Green Bay Packers did that. I, you know, the Peyton Manning Colts did that. You saw Tom Brady's Patriots not really do that because they never paid any players. But I mean, like you see teams load up, invest a lot, then they get themselves into a situation, and then they've got to try and figure out how to take that off-ramp so that they can rebuild and get back on the interstate and keep rolling again because you're still building around your quarterback. This is still going to be a good team, regardless of what happens this year. Still going to be a good team this year. You're just trying to find that balance between hitting the complete reset and going for a long-term plan versus something still continuing to win now because they still do want to win now. Brett Veach is not saying, hey, 2022 is gone. We'll be 1-16 right. next year. No, they're, they're still going to compete for the playoffs. But making some hard choices like trading Tyreek Hill when you can't come up to the contract extension he wants, mm -hmm. those become a little bit more palatable when you realize that that reset needs to happen maybe a little sooner rather than later. If people get I, so mad about the word rebuild, I just want to say this real quick. Don't rebuild doesn't mean the team is going to be bad. It's not that's not they what rebuilt to say. the 2019 defense and won a Super Bowl. Oh yes, they exactly. did. Like that was a yeah. rebuild of a defense. Like so don't hear the word reset or rebuild and assume like oh no they're tanking on the year and trying to suck before converting like no 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 it's they're just trying to take bring in new guys. They're taking the core of the team, the guys that you build your offense or defense or both around. They're trying to get younger new players into those positions and yeah that usually is going to take those guys taking a step back for a year or two or with the 2019 case there was a transition year they actually didn't get worse just because they had everybody's contract end at the same time they didn't have to but like don't be afraid of the word reset rebreak you can call it whatever you want they're going to bring in a new core of players to make another run for the next four to five years like don't get caught up on the wording of rebuild or reset I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this once. No, I'm probably going to say it a lot. You know nothing different as a Chiefs fan than an AFC championship game appearance. You know nothing less than an AFC championship game in Arrowhead in the Patrick LeVon Mahomes era. That includes having one of the worst defenses in the world. Like, just, like, awful, horrendous, can't even line up on sides. Orlando Scandrick getting reps, getting active snaps. The ghost of Ron Parker. Shout out our guy, Ron Parker. But, I mean, yeah. 
they had a terrible defense. They the, the next year that the Chiefs don't make the AFC Championship game will be the first. And this team, yes, I I I I think that this is a year where they are like I think it's a good phrase, biting the bullet. I think and honestly, if this wasn't entirely the plan, the fact that that Brett Veach pulled the trigger on a Tyreek Hill move tells you exactly where their head is at. Because if they are trying to run it back or continue to operate on the same, you know, trajectory that they've always been, then they don't make the Tyreek Hill move. They are very obviously trying to adjust some things here. And yeah, maybe Tyreek Hill forced their hand, but Brett Veach was willing to do it. And that's where we're sitting. I still don't think that is doom and gloom and end of the world for this football team. I'm seeing all this stuff. It's like, I think they're going to buy. I don't think the Broncos streak ends this year. <laughs> How about that? I think we're going to have, and honestly, here's what I think is going to happen. Now I'm getting a little fired up because there's some just, I think we're going to all look back at the end of the year and we're going to laugh at the AFC West again. I know they're going to go through a lot of changes and everybody's going out here running, but here's the thing. They don't have the best player in the world. And now the best player in the world has a chip on his shoulder because he just lost his best player. I am not scared of this season. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm fascinated. I am by not it. standing for Travis Kelsey slander. I am not going to yeah, sit on, by hang and on. take <laughs> this calling of Tyreek Hill the best player. I it is not. still I was Travis Kelsey outside Patrick Mahomes. Okay, continue. okay, rant away. You you just destroyed my rant. No, it's it's dead. I had it's to. Done. Hey, had listen, to. we had to fix that. We had to fix that. This team still has Travis Kelsey on the team. <laughs> I I think I, I I the cupboard's not bare. They're gonna retool. They're gonna have some options. They're gonna be able to make some improvements on this team. This team might be worse, but guess what? This team was three games better than the rest of the AFC West last year, and I guess two games on the Raiders. But it's not as good of a narrative. Uh, they they're they're they were clear cut head and shoulders above the rest of the AFC West. They 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 won it by three games on the Chargers and uh multiple I, more than that on the Broncos, like five games on the Broncos, two on the Raiders. Like this team, they had teams had to do what they did this offseason. Yes, the Chiefs are taking a step back, but teams had to do what they did this offseason because the Chiefs are an absolute juggernaut in that division. 
and in the AFC. Everyone is, every single thing you are seeing done is because of the Chiefs. So everyone in the world is armoring up to try to take down Patrick Mahomes. And maybe the Chiefs are just going to take their lumps a little bit this year. Maybe it's not the same year, but they're going to be healthier moving forward because they got 12 picks this year. They got 12 picks. They got more cap space than anybody in the NFL. Sure, it's in a period where it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's the but, yeah. We need to we need to bury that narrative. I'm I'm tired of that it's because not, it, it reminds yeah, me hey, that great. they didn't do this soon enough to actually rectify the wide receiver position, and yeah. they are going cool. to be worth short of trading yeah. picks for an established veteran player. They are going to be worse than they, they were last, year. and they're going to make and, even more space once they go ahead and get that Orlando Brown. Uh, contract yeah. off the franchise tag. So they'll have a lot. You roll it over to next year. Again, don't be afraid of the word. It's a reset. Now, I'm going to push back a little on what Ken said because I'm usually the more realistic, but we'll also say pessimistic person here. I'd be surprised if the Chiefs dominate the AFC West. I don't, their talent I didn't say does, dominate. You said they were going to continue <laughs> I said their they're going to win it and we're going to laugh and we're going to be insufferable on Twitter when everyone under the sun was like, oh, what are the Chiefs going to do all this stuff? And Mahomes still winds up on top. We got, a long uh, we got a long summer of content to get off our chest about that, so I'm not making predictions now. I'm just going to say I don't know as of right this moment that I share that same sentiment. I think there are some really good teams in the AFC West right now. Uh, yeah. I will say this. Derek Carr. Patrick Mahomes. This... This year is going to tell us a lot about Patrick Mahomes. And not that we don't, not that he's already great, not that he's not, you know, one of the most talented quarterbacks ever played, but this year is going to tell us a whole lot about what he is. I, I don't necessarily think that Tyreek Hill is a better receiver than Mahomes' quarterback. I don't think that Tyreek Hill is a more important player than Travis Kelsey is in this team right now. But losing Tyreek Hill, losing that vertical stretch, that horizontal stretch, that speed, the playmaker, that puts a lot more pressure on Mahomes. Now, you can alleviate that by not having to force targets to one guy because it doesn't matter. You can say you're not forcing targets to Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, whoever. No, you are. You are. They're that good. You're forcing targets. It's your best chance to win. But not forcing targets. Let's see what that looks like. Let's see what it looks like when there's maybe a little more pressure on Mahomes to read the play out right, make sure he has the right read and throw it to some random jag because that's all they have at receiver right now besides Juju. Like, what does that look like for him? Like, where does that go? No, and I'm making jokes now to kind of like, you know, cope with everything that's happening. I think there's a lot of time left for the Chiefs to turn over a little bit more of what this offense is going to look like, but it's going to be a big year for Mahomes. He comes out and plays like Patrick Lavon Mahomes has his entire career. Like, okay, anybody that has anything negative said to say, I'm looking at you, Keenan Allen, can just up right away because he, every time that man opens his mouth, it's negative about the Chiefs. And now he's talking about how Tyreek Hill makes somebody else look better on Instagram. All right, calm down, Keenan. Calm down. Go make the playoffs <laughs> once in a while, bud. I mean, he he's not wrong about the wide receiver core right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, it's it's not good. It's not good. Um, even adding Marquez Valdez Scantling doesn't make it any better. And regardless of what we think better. about Patrick Mahomes, it makes it a little a little better. But regardless better. of what we think about Patrick Mahomes, he's still got to have guys that get open, and you got to have dudes that do that. Um, I don't know that there's going to be a guy in free agency that they can bring in. Odell Beckham Jr. is out there. He's still hurt. He's probably hurt until November. Um, he would make a measurable difference. I think he'd move the needle a little bit. But I don't know that there's a whole lot of extra wide receivers. There's certainly nobody you can bring in to replace what Tyreek Hill does, period. I, I, I've seen a lot of people that are kind of blanking it out there. It's like, well, you add this guy and you add this guy and a, 
wide receiver in the first round. And now all of a sudden the wide receiver core is better than was in total last year. Y'all are underestimating Tyreek Hill. Just period. He, he He's a top three wide receiver and he deserves to be paid like one. That's why we're in this scenario right now. Yeah. But he I, I mean, it. he deserves it. So that wide receiving core is going to be worse. I just don't think that there's any way around it. Now, it will be worse for 2022. And that's not why they're, they're not making this move to be better in 2022. They're looking for 2023, 2024, and beyond. And that's what they need to be doing right now. They need something that can be a go-to, brand new, that can be a long-term solution at those positions like our good pals Macadoodles are doing for the liquor store market in Kansas City by coming in summer of 2022. Brand new, great customer service, elite selection, and great prices. That's the spot you guys are going to go to. As soon as it opens, that's where you want to be. That's where you're going to go. So bring more, just like we want the Chiefs to bring more talent to the wide receiver room right now and bring more talent to the offense. After Tyree Killa has gone, we want to bring more McAdoodles to Kansas City and wherever you are. So get a hold of Roger, info at McAdoodles.com and get one to you right now. But guys, it's just not good. I don't see, do either one of you guys see this wide receiver room being better in 2022? No. Let, let's no. just say this offense in general. Do you think this offense is better in 2022 than it was in 2021? Ooh. Um, I don't think the 2021 offense was all that good. So... I know, but uh, okay, okay. by comparison. By comparison. <laughs> Let me back this yeah, up before I yeah, get yelled at. Yeah. The, 21, yeah. the 2021 offense was very good. It wasn't all that good compared to what we have come to know as the Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid offense. It wasn't the Golden State Warriors. Do I think there is a chance that the Chiefs can come together and form some form of wide receiver room and new offenses scheme to better attack two high coverages to where they are more efficient, especially in situational football when it matters? Yes. Will it be hard without Tyreek Hill? Absolutely. Do I think the team, the offense as a whole, will be more talented than it was last year? No. Like it's clearly, clearly a loss. I want to be very clear about that. I think it's hard to separate, though, what you're going to see from the Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes self-improvement on the offense to what's also the improvement from not adding Tyree Kill. Andy Reid's got a whole summer now to study two high defenses. I mean, like, this dude's probably got a 7,800-page playbook, but, like, I don't know, 7,000 pages of that are beating single high coverage because that's all anybody in the NFL was doing. So, like, now all of a sudden that flips. Like, he's going to have more to beat the specific stuff that was giving them issues. He's I got all think, the middle fields closed stuff from last year still. Right. And so like now I think it's a good time. Like I think this is a good, I like how we're moving to going forward. Cause like, what do you guys do now? Not even just, just the wide receiver, but we can start with the wide receiver. What, what do you do the rest of the off season heading into the draft? What is your plan from now until the start of the draft at the wide receiver room? I mean, I think you, I, MVS is coming to Kansas city. Maybe there tonight. I think you sign. I think he's already uh, there. He offers, I think he's already here. Probably yeah. You NVS is at Q thirty nine. Probably yeah. I and don't know. You should be sign him for a one year deal. You still need a one. And with that being said, I think based on moving on from Tyreek Hill, I think that signals kind of the intent. I would say draft a guy, uh, target a guy at thirty, target a guy maybe at fifty. You got that pick now. If you don't end up trading it to try and go up and get an edge like i mean we'll talk about all these draft strategies and stuff like that we got time for all of that and a lot of picks so lots of stuff to handle there but you i think you t 
target a first round wide receiver. Try and see if a George Pickens, if a Chris Olave is there. Guys that can be a true wide receiver one. Maybe not a guy that's going to step in and immediately be that contributor in 2022. Put up, you know, 1,100 yards and six touchdowns in year one. Not expecting that out of that guy. Integrate him in and then get ready as part of your mini reset to have that guy be your wide receiver one going forward. I hope they're taking MVS to Jack Stack, not Q39. Like, I, I just want them to sign him. So I hope it's Jack Stack. Hey, uh, real quick, guys. I appreciate everybody watching right now. If you uh, If you're watching... Uh, please feel free to subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're watching right now, uh, we've went live three times today. So we've got you covered on any big news that happens with the chiefs. We've got live draft coverage. We'll be doing live draft coverage during the entirety of draft weekend out at kingdom bar and grill. We got all kinds of great stuff planned. So make sure, uh, if you're watching now, feel free to subscribe to the channel. I promise you won't let you down. We've got, we, we, we have video breakdowns of all kinds of prospects coming uh from holiday distiller we got like a position by position to come in on that too like we've got way too much stuff you guys are you guys aren't going to miss out if you go ahead and subscribe also the chiefs have 12 picks in this draft now they have eight in the top 135 and we do a draft guide every year the kcsn draft guide and uh there's a link in this description of the show right here uh if you're listening on audio if you're watching right now and promo code draftmas d-r-a-f-t-m-a-s will get you uh, one month of the KCSN Substack and the KC Draft Guide for $12.99. Y'all should take care, uh, take advantage of that. So the link's in the bio. Hit the subscribe button. Appreciate the 500-plus people watching us right now. Uh, Y'all rule. But we're going to continue to talk. So we, we've got more stuff that we... I mean, we're all... I think this is a little cathartic for all of us. So uh, you said we're talking here about wide receiver one. We're sitting here talking about trying to go find... Because I, I don't... Uh, I think I tweeted out a while back. The only two receivers under contract for the Chiefs in 2023, Tyreek Hill and McCole Hardman. And now it's just, I know, actually, no, wait, no, it's nobody. I think they were the only two this year, but now next year, it's nobody. <coughs> Sorry. So we're, we're uh, sitting Cornell here. Powell, thank you very much. He wasn't on the, he wasn't on the active roster for most of the last year. I don't even think he was on at the end of the year. Under they contract. technically have draft rights to him, but. Okay, we're looking at this, and they don't really have anybody in the long term. We're looking here. The Chiefs have 12 picks. In Brett Veach's four drafts, he's never spent more than he's never drafted more than six players in a draft. I think that trend changes. I think just <laughs> mathematically, even if he uses a bunch of capital to trade, it's it's not gonna be six. It'll be more than six. I could see him trading up twice in the first round, though. I would be, I I'll honestly, if I, I think the bed be in favor of him not picking at 29 and 30 i think to not could... do that please sign some guys i really yeah. really don't want to do that please go out and sign mvs go get will fuller even though he's going to play 12 games every year that's fine I, this is what i see when i look at the free agent I'm like we definitely can go to the draft but like i think you have to sign at least one free agent wide receiver before sure. you get to the draft you can't yes. go into the draft having having to take someone at 30 or trade up to get them. You can't go in having to take two wide receivers in the top 100 because you don't have guys. You need to get someone first. And if I look at whoever's left in for agency, I like OBJ. If you want to tell me you want to take a chance on Antonio Brown, I don't get it, but whatever. There's some level of football player there that still plays football when he's right. But 
I look around, the value is for those vertical stretch guys. The two best receivers left that I feel the most confident in are Will Fuller when he's healthy, which isn't often, but when he's healthy, he's a good vertical stretch receiver. Mm-hmm. When NVS is healthy, he's a good vertical th- stretch receiver that wins on the outside. Those are your two best, not even just players, but values at the wide receiver position. You sign one of them leading into the draft. Yeah, you still are going to have to take a you know wide receiver early, but you don't have to have someone with speed. This room, this wide receiver room, I love George Pickens. I love Drake London. They can't go into next year's offense the way this offense functions with Clyde Edzelaire at running back with the current version of Travis Kelsey at tight end with Juju and one of those big X receivers and only McCole Hardman providing speed. They can't do it. This offense won't function with McCole Hardman as your only speed player because he's mostly getting this gadget manufactured stuff by the line of scrimmage, which he's good at, but like to rely on him as being the only guy that can stretch vertically, you can't do that. They need to have somebody else already on the roster so you don't have to reach for... Chris Olave, you don't have to make sure you go get Jamison Williams. You have a backup and you already have someone in place that provides that vertical stretch. Like I think that is the most important move they can make before the draft is fill some other level of speed in this wide receiver room. So help me, if they trade up in this draft and take a wide receiver, I am going to lose my mind. I'm with you. Mind. I'm with you. This, this live because we'll be doing this live. We'll have a we live will. draft show. No, Greg I, and I, I will headbutt each other. We will. Okay, that, hold on. Okay, that might Time that out. might be a fun Time thing. Out. Hang on. Time out. <laughs> I because I'm the I'm the dork here that loves the draft math. Mm-hmm. Chiefs take twenty nine and we'll call it twenty nine and one fifteen. Nope, I already know. Time out. Just I'm not done because I'm not going to receiver yet. I I think. <laughs> Excuse me. I think all the draft capital that she's about to use, I think the tr- biggest trade up they do is for an edge rusher. Correct. And it should I, be. Yes. Trade both Miami yes, for top trade both they, picks for Miami. Up. I they think, miss well, out on these guys by being at the end of the draft. You can get up to the mid teens and yes. just take a great Thibodeau, player there. Jermaine Johnson falls. One Thank of them you. falls. Yes, Go to 15. It's pick it's 29 and pick 50. We'll get you to number 15 in the draft. I bet you there's a pass rusher there that we mm-hmm. all are geeked out about. Mm-hmm. Okay. 30 and pick 94. Nope. That gets you <sighs> to 23, 24. Just a small trade up to go secure your favorite receiver, Jamison Williams, George Mikens. There I nope. Nope. Why not? I'd rather have the pick. Mm-hmm. I would I ra- think this team I would needs rather- to be building in day two and building out their depth building guys that can be average to above average starters because they don't have enough of those guys. They consistently get rid of those types of guys and the types of guys that they take in day two of the draft right now are guys at lower positional value positions. Take corners, take wide receivers, take these sorts of positions in day two of the draft. And it's okay if they're average because you need to fill out these rooms at this point. Craig made the exact same point we did the, last week where he wasn't on with us. It's like, listen, they hit on, they hit on the, they hit on, they hit on really good football players at low positional value last year. You don't get the luxury of hitting on interior offensive line and hitting on linebacker this year. You have to hit on skill players. You have to hit on the highest impact players. My only question to you guys is okay, fine. You don't want to trade up whatever for a receiver no no no. you change it for a receiver i don't want to trade up for a receiver oh 
I would love to. I would love for them not to have to. But if you are not going to get Olave, Jamison Williams, George Pickens, you're not like if you won't get one of those guys. You, none of them are falling at thirty. You're not going to go grab one of them. No, I'll draft no, Sky Moore, gonna... Christian Watson. Yeah, or I'm going to stay put and take Andrew Booth because all these yeah. receivers went off the board. <laughs> Same. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And get one and of he... those guys I just named at the end of round two. Like I, even yeah. if you did those trade ups, or you did... still. Have... Even if you did all those trade-ups, you would still have a second, third, and two mid-fourths. I'm just saying, there's a lot of good players that you could get. You could get two top 25 guys and get like You're four not extra selling picks. me by including round four picks. I'm going to let you know right now. <laughs> Package them both and get it back in the top 100. I, that could I'm get you trading. to pick 90. Kent, name the cornerbacks on this roster. I'm not trading up for a wide receiver. <laughs> they yeah. don't, guys, guys. <laughs> Why are we even entertaining them taking cornerback in the first round? We <laughs> know, know better. Who is. Hey, Come on. Then take Lewis Seen, draft even another their, safety. Their best, their best corner they drafted Travis is a safety. <laughs> take Travis Jones. I mean, yeah. yeah, just go add to the defensive line for that point. But just take whatever the case ends. may be, stay put. Let the you rest want- of the board come to you there. I'm fine with making a massive trade up to 15 because you just don't get quality edges outside of that early round and you've got a good edge class you're going to have one of these guys that is going to be a significant contributor at the nfl level you can go up get that guy then you don't have to worry about continuing to pay frank clark continuing to try and feel better what's that trade up for your defensive end whoever at 15 whether you want to call it uh Thibodeau, you want to call Jermaine Johnson? You want to trade up again, Kent? Go draft, go trade up and draft David Ajabo next. Go trade up twice Ooh. for a defensive end in the first round. You I'll may, do that before I do a wide receiver trade up. Hey, you may not Reset. need to do that. You oh, may no. not. Then trade up for uh, Boy Mafe or whatever other defensive end. I'm just saying, like, I would rather trade up for a defensive end twice in one round than trade up for a wide receiver, especially in this draft valued positions you get wide receivers on day two every year i'm not saying that round one wide receivers aren't good but you get it better on you have value at wide receiver on day two not defensive ends corners not on day two okay so jermaine johnson they trade up for him at 15 they stay at 30 they pay pay or they draft Traylon burks how do you feel maddie good i think yeah i think that's good um, I think that's fine. I, I I said it today when earlier. If you guys haven't checked it out, you know, go check out the mock draft reaction show. We were on BJ and we had Eric Galco on. We talked a lot about wide receivers. When we got the Traylon Burks, I said it looks really funny when you see him, his body stature, his body type, and Tyree kills and what they do. But then at the same time, think about just think about it. Does Burks fit not make more sense now without Tyree Kill than it did with it with him? One hundred percent. The fit 100%. makes a lot more sense. Right. So like all of a sudden, I do think Burks makes not just a talent fit, but a scheme fit now. It's so like that's somebody that could come in and you can give right. him Where a role he immediately. Is similar. Right. You give him a you give him a role he can win immediately, but his ability to play outside as the X means he doesn't step on Juju's feet 24-7 either. Like it all of a sudden makes sense now to take a trail on Burks at pick 30 or whatever. Whereas before with Tyree Kill, it kind of seemed like, well, Hill's better at everything Burks is already good at. So like that's just that's just one that was funny you talked about him already. And then turn <laughs> around in round three and draft Calvin Austin to get your explosive guy that you can add to the roster and develop him. And then you got some young talent to build off of. See, okay, this, okay. Is, this I, is fun. Let's just do this. <laughs> I'm playing. This is fun because, like, I'm a kid at the candy store because we have all that draft capital. 
do you know what do you know what 29 and I, I just saw I did the math on this I'm gonna try to give credit it was Morgan C he said 29 30 and 50 it gets you that would get you to pick three he says 29 30 and 50 for Aiden Hutchinson would you do it well he's going number one yeah he's if going he's to there, Jacksonville if he's there up. do you think he but is? if he's there I would Spags okay. wouldn't he's not long enough oh okay okay if it was a different year and I was getting a Bosa or a Miles Garrett, yes. For Aiden Hutchinson specifically, no. I don't think the ceiling is high enough for Hutchinson to be worth all three of those. Any, uh, Not any other, but like those years where you have a clear number one defensive end, like worth the number one overall pick, yes. Just I think Hutchinson's a half step down from the Bosa's or your Miles Garrett type or Chase Young's. So that would be my hesitation. Our grades would very strongly indicate that too. Like, that's there's not. a big gap between the Boses and what we gave Aiden Hutchinson. So. That's not. That's never happening though. We're, the, the no, never I just you know that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, no, they shouldn't. Hey, we have to cope in different ways, and I'm looking at a. The Chiefs have the tenth most draft capital in this draft now. In the NFL, they have a ton of draft capital now. And so, like, I'm just like, I'm a kid in the candy store here, trying to figure out what they're going to do with it. Uh, and so, like, I don't know. I'm just dreaming a little bit. I seriously, though, I don't think the majority of the draft capital they earn goes towards receiver. Like, I think it's going to be to improve their de- defense and improve uh, edge specifically. I think they're going to go get one of the big guys. Well, we got a Kayvon Thibodeau question. So, like, let's just, I don't know if we've given a lot of Thibodeau thoughts. Um, well, we talked about him a little bit. We haven't because there really hasn't been reason to because even right. the, what the very narrow scenarios we were presenting are presenting weren't really feasible. But right. now, so we got a question about him. And I was this: he's currently barely, but he's currently my defensive end one. I don't think he is for all of the KC draft guide. I think he's still coming in at defensive end two. Whether you have him one, two, whatever it is, here's the thing: there's a lot of smoke about Thibodeau not particularly doing great with his interviews. Some issues about him being very off-puttish to coaches. Everybody has seen his interview where he dunked on Bama for not like rolling out the red carpet, saying he's going to be their best player from the moment he gets there because I guess he didn't know who Will Anderson was and like all this stuff. Like right, so there's some reasons to think he may fall. If you're getting there and all of a sudden there's some issues about like if teams are thinking mm, Thibodeau's not the safest guy, maybe he busts because of the attitude. I get the concern, but you're sitting there at 15. Philly has like three picks back to back. Maybe they want to pick up some more as they continue to go through their process or whatever it is. If you want to go trade up to 15 to get who I have as my defensive end one, who we're going to have as defensive end two at pick 15, a guy that has the highest ceiling, I would say, out of anybody not Easily. named Trevon Walker in this class. I don't I mean, I would have a hard time not doing it. If he's there at 15, 16, 17, and the Chiefs aren't trading up, I might actually be upset because, like, that's a really good pass rusher that you pass rushing prospect you can get there. So, should I unleash my my take from what was this a month ago? You should about Frank Clark when it looked like he was on his way out of Kansas City around that same time. Charles Robinson of the uh, UPod to win the game, Yahoo Sports. uh, It was a great podcast. They were talking about Kayvon Thibodeau coming out of the combine and how teams were kind of viewing him as a little bit of clowny-like. And one of the things that he even said in his presser was, I'm clowny 2.0. And some GMs view him as this guy who just thinks he knows how to do everything. He's just going to show up and he's going to do it his way. And that you've got to have some strong presences 
to course correct some of that behavior. And we've seen that with Clowney. We saw it especially last year. He gets in a room with Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is a very forceful player. He's going to tell you exactly how it needs to be done. And he's going to go out on the field and he's going to show you how it needs to be done. And that got the best out of Jadavian Clowney. It's kind of why everybody's saying Clowney going back to the Browns. I posited this theory a long time ago. What if Kayvon Thibodeau is falling far enough to where the Chiefs can get him and they want to have for a year a strong presence to help course correct some of those behaviors, get him on the path of, hey, this is how we do things in the NFL. This is the sort of prep that you need to do. This is the sort of way that you need to approach the game from an off-field perspective. Week-to-week film study, things like that. I had posited that. It's like, I don't think Frank's worth what they'd have to pay him to do that. And this was well before they went ahead and just basically reduced it down to practically nothing, the cost of cutting him. Like, now all of a sudden I'm looking at that and I was like, well, that's not a bad way to go about it. And then you've got a guy that has number one overall talent that teams knocked because of maybe his behavior, his character, the way that he carries himself. And you can get a guy in the room with him to show him how to do that and then say, thank you for your service, Frank, and move on and have a guy that's ready to go in year two. I don't I'll, know. I'll, I'll go even further to say it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter. You throw any young rookie edge rusher in there. If the Chiefs are going to go swing big and try to make sure that they secure one of these top shelf pass rushers, having a Frank Clark in that room, regardless of if it's Kayvon Thibodeau or someone clean like, you know, Trevon Walker or, uh, or anyone. I mean, any of these, you know, Jermaine Johnson, I know, like, I mean, it's good to have any of these. And it's good to have Frank Clark in for any of these guys. And so, like, you could even go a little bit farther just to say, hey, th- there's going to be a good room for this young edge guy to learn from this year. Kind of like how Hitchens was here for a year with with Nick Bolton. You know, it's the same kind of thing. Maybe I don't know. I don't think they had a plan to get Nick Bolton specifically. I don't think they had a locked up that they were for sure going to be able to get him down there at 58 but they probably had an idea that they were going to take a linebacker pretty early. And so they probably had a few guys that they were considering there. And, you know, maybe this is, you know, just going to help the transition. Uh, I saw someone talk about Melvin Ingram on here in the chat too. Melvin Ingram, Frank Clark in a locker room, two of those guys with a young pass rusher this year, a young uber talented pass rusher this year. That's a good infrastructure for a young guy in his first season. That's a great infrastructure. So, and he, I mean, Thibodeau specifically should be off the board. Like, I want to say that. And so should oh Javon Walker. Yes. And so should Aiden Hutchinson. And so should Jermaine Johnson. They should all be off the board. But guys, guess what? Four defensive ends always being off the four board before pick 15 isn't that common. It doesn't happen year after year after year where four defensive ends come off the board before pick 15. You want to fit four, five offensive tackles in there, squeeze in a quarterback, some other, like, it's some Corner, point time. Stingley. Guys are going to sauce Kyle Hamilton. There's a safety that's going to get in the top 10. Like you can do the math pretty quick, right? There's a good chance that that fourth defensive end, whoever it is falls. I'm not saying it's going to be Thibodeau. He's not for me. He's my defensive end one, as I said, but you want to tell me a team's going to bank on the safer projection of Jermaine Johnson, the absolute freak athleticism of Javon Walker. I mean, it seems like Aiden Hutchinson kind of has the top edge spot locked up. This is just a path that has, has real smoke of falling from, not even just media, but coming out of people that are directly in contact with the NFL. You can replace Thibodeau's name with any of those other guys I just mentioned, sure. and this conversation still fits. We just have a direct reason why Thibodeau could fall and why, to Craig's point, Frank Clark, 
Melvin Ingram, two of those guys being in here, mitigate the risk that other teams might have with him right away because you have strong leadership. Now, is it likely? No, but it's a possibility. That's why we're talking at it here at the end of this podcast. Well, you, you guys, you know, it's just as likely as we would have said trading Tyree Kill was. <laughs> Or week. trading up for Patrick Mahomes at pick 10? Pain. 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 Uh, oh, for sorry. I was else. still talking about Tyreek Hill. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, the Mahomes one turned out okay. Um, <laughs> just now I'm just we're, one quick little speculation too. Uh, Philadelphia has picked 15, 16, and 19. I would guess one of them, they're, they're getting out of one of those. And 15, 16 is right in that trade up territory we're talking about here. And oh, Andy Reid, Philly connection, yada, yada, yada. You all, you get the point. Philly yeah. probably takes the defensive end we want, but like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I know. I, I, that's why I, takes them. I was kind of looking at like they've got Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat in there right now. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? I, I think you're probably right, but maybe they don't. Maybe they, maybe they want Sauce Gardner there, somebody like that. We'll see, but there's just there's so many, uh, there's so many possibilities now. This this whole off season's opened up in a completely different way. I don't think anybody really anticipated. I don't think the 500 people watching this anticipated. Thank you for watching. If you liked what we talked about today, if you like the channel, please subscribe. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button there. You can also purchase the KCS and Draft Guide. There's a link in the description of the show. Promo code DraftMiss gets it for you for twelve ninety nine promise you it's going to be a great deal especially now that the chiefs have 12 picks in this draft that is going to do it for the casey laboratory thank you so much for listening for watching we appreciate you we'll catch you later the headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place the elites in charge say everything's fine stop noticing but you know better and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos my Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not ready our foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.